The Jaguars are future focused. Future focused. This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC, is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, Baptist Health, and by TIAA Bank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. It's Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score, Jaguars 27, Raiders 20. The Jaguars snap a five-game losing skid. They improved to 3-6 and six on the season. The Raiders are now 2-6. and six. The Jags had a 17-0 deficit in the game. Found a way to slow down Devontae Adams, or he dropped a few and cooled off, let's say, in the second half. The Jaguars' offense found their footing and got over the top in this game. Uh, some uh, a little little tight towards the end of the fourth quarter in the final few minutes, but they finished the game today and got it done. Uh, J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor, and everybody's happy today. Fred, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, J.P. Much better when everyone's happy. Just seeing a crowd upstairs. Um, we've been saying it throughout the course of the season. You know, find a way to win the game. They have so many near near um, close scoring games where uh, just a play or two here or there uh, decide that will determine if you're win or lose. Today they were able to muster out, you know, that play. You know, even though they scared us a bit there at the end, at the three-minute mark after the missed field goal, the defense went out there and they played lights out to, uh, you know, to push it to the end, even the offense. And their four-minute drill, making the, the Raiders use all of their timeouts and uh, running the clock out. So a uh, big shout-out to those guys, man, for finding a way to win in 60 minutes of football. Yeah, it didn't look great at the half, but, you know, getting that score to cut it to 20-10 to 10 was important, so they had to come out and score right away. But then when they did, defense forced the Raiders into punt, 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 turnover on downs. And the last one, you can call it a turnover on downs. Officially, it was a fumble recovery on the uh the multilateral play but the the defense pitching a shutout in the second half and yeah the offense responding with the go-ahead score that came just as they started the fourth quarter but then drove them down in scoring position again and they missed the field goal so the offense got the job done defense kept responding uh they moved the ball when they needed to Fred and it felt like it's almost better to win it this way you know we've, we've won a couple comfortable games the Jaguars have right I mean honestly this team has not in any game which they've been challenged been able to come out on top and they were challenged big time they could have packed it in in the first half today but they did not yeah I think it's just collective effort Mike you know offense defensively you know they found a way to get it done they ran the ball well when they needed to you know they stepped up and made the plays defensively when they needed to and I think JP you know, you mentioned Devontae Adams. He had nine catches on nine targets yeah. in the first half. Right. In the Good. second half, he had uh, one catch for zero yards on eight targets. That's just shut down. Yeah. I mean, as a defender, you have to be excited to be able to leave this game and, and, and say, man, we completely shut this dude out in the second half. Yeah, I'd say uh, I'm with JP. A couple of drops, I thought, in there and a couple of off-target passes by Carr where he had him. But down the stretch, when it mattered the most, Could have been the hands. he was blanketed. Right. right? I yeah. mean, and you had, you had defenders on him, forcing uh, Carr to throw it out of bounds. That's right. Right. Just really quick, uh, Mike, going back to the touchdown, the one-on-one versus Tyson, 
Tyson had pretty good coverage. Oh, he was, Freddie, he, right? he was practically inside his jersey. It's the pros. Right? I like that, inside his jersey. Uh, yeah, man, you got to make the play, though. You know, but, man, big shout-out to those guys. They found a way to uh, keep them scoreless. Uh, they scoreless in the second. Yeah, that's right. right. Yep. Yeah. Shut them out. Man, shout-out to the defense. Needed it. No doubt about that. Uh, you you mentioned uh, the offense and the defensive performance, but special teams. Jamal Agnew was yeah, back in the lineup today, and yeah. he had a 52-yard kickoff return to begin the second half, and that set up the touchdown to get them within three and gave this team a lot of momentum. Yes, they had the points right before halftime on the field goal, but that play kind of changed the energy in the whole place. It did. It did. I, I remember um, at one point in the first half, JP, I – I'm like, Agnew, you're three yards deep. Mm. Why are you taking it out to the nine-yard line? But then he, he turns around, you know, and he makes a, sp- uh, a play. I just think he was a little antsy, having been out for a few weeks, and he wanted to do something to help this team, and he did. You know, that's the reason they have him. That's the reason they've held on to him. He's just a playmaker, and uh, hopefully he can stay healthy and continue to make plays like this that set them up. Yeah, I mean, he made a nice play, and it did give him momentum. You could tell they were very fired up about it, but – if you don't cash that in, that right. goes away quickly, That's yeah. right? And then yeah. the Raiders all, all of a sudden get momentum from that because they've given up a big play, and if they stand tall, so the Jags able to go on a nine-play, 45-yard drive punctuated by the touchdown. Didn't settle for the field goal, didn't mess around. Saw a lot of handoffs inside the five-yard line today, guys, uh, <laughs> yeah. as a matter of fact. And, and they had a holding call at the one-yard line that pushed them oh, back. I, honestly, I don't complain so, about the re- – like, I don't think the refs are out to get them, but I thought that was a terrible call. The way they overcame it. They did. No, you're you know? right. They overcame it, but I, I just yeah. still – I hated that call. That I thought Sheriff just manhandled his guy, uh, and that's just – the result looked bad, but whatever. You know, I mean, look – We've been sitting here for five weeks saying they're going to make mistakes even when they win, right? Right. And if you win, though, you can go, all right, yeah, had a bad penalty here, had a had a drop here, had this, had that, but they overcame it, which mm-hmm. you haven't been able to do in these games. I like the theme, Mike. I like the setup. I like that you're charting how often they're running the ball inside the five. <laughs> Fred, I always thought they should only run the ball with you inside the five-yard line uh, back in the day. Or Stacy Mack. I don't know. <laughs> no, that wasn't my call. Okay, that wasn't my call. Uh, but, no, it, it, I definitely uh, paid attention to that, too. And, uh, you know, I, I think it helped their red zone scoring offense. And hopefully we can see a lot more of it. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Plenty ahead. Bucky Brooks standing by outside the Jaguars locker room. We'll hear from head coach Doug Peterson after he visits with the media. And plenty more ahead after a Jaguars victory at long last. 27-20 the final. Jaguars over the Raiders. This is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. The Raiders are now 2-6. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Fred Taylor. And Doug Peterson has just finished with the media here at TIAA Bank Field. He'll walk down the hallway and visit with Bucky Brooks. We'll have that conversation for you coming up. A relief for this Jaguars team. They were so close over the last few weeks. Fred finally got one done today, a full team effort to, to get it done. Some complimentary football. The offense struggled early. Defense did too. They figured it out. Yeah, they did figure it out. But I'm sure you, every guy in that locker room will come back and say it wasn't good enough. They're going to look at the tape and they're going to say there are a lot of things that we could have done better, you know, starting from the defensive side. You know, it's from a pressure standpoint and getting after the quarterback and Carr. Uh, there are a few opportunities to uh, capitalize on some poorly thrown balls by Carr. Uh, Cisco 
with a uh, INT drop. Oh man! Then late, and that was at a decent point in the game. Uh, Tyson, they had a tip ball dropped by uh, uh, Williams, and uh, Tyson probably should have came away with that interception. All right, let's go down the hallway, and Bucky Brooks standing by with, I'm sure, a happy head coach, Doug Peterson. Bucky? Coach, much different circumstances now. A little more excitement. We get the win. How is everything? To come back from 17 down, that's a huge step in the right direction for the team. You know, um, Bucky, I think it just shows a sign of maturity with this football team. Um, the guys didn't panic. You know, it was huge for us when you're – you can get those 10 points, particularly that field goal, you know, right before half to go down 20 to 10. And then for the offense to come right out and go down and get get seven points, you know, and I think in back-to-back possessions I think is 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 huge. And, and um, it just I, – I think it's – are we there? No, no. But at the same time, it's a step in the right direction that – um, that we can all learn from. There's a lot of great performances out there. Uh, we learned how to finish. You know, yeah. we, we've talked about that a lot in the last couple of weeks. And uh, um, guys did a nice job of doing that. You know, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, we had talked about defensively, just kind of figuring out how to play with what you have. It appeared to play a little more zone, keep the ball in front. They rallied and tackled, and it appeared that they got better and better as the game went on. Have you worked on the defense in terms of just talking about that? Guys, we can just play, just play within the 20s. You know, that's, that's something as, as, as coaches um, – you know, you, 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 when, you, when you put a staff together, right, and you're coming in to, to, an, to an organization for the first time, you have all these great ideas, right? Offensively, defensively, special teams, all these great ideas. And then, and then somewhere you kind of go, wow, I don't, know if we should, I don't know if we should be doing that, right? We need to do something different. Uh, maybe our personnel is not what we thought it was going to be. We need to change gears. Use, use the strengths of players right let's coach the strengths of players not the weaknesses of players right and and what do our players do well and that's i'm talking offense defense yeah. especially what do they do well and let's put them in those situations so if it means playing more uh zone coverage keeping things in front i mean we see a ton of zone on offense and teams want to keep everything in front and 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 rally and make tackles and i think that's a um what we saw today is is possibly just that and and just understanding you know, uh, our strengths, weaknesses of a football team on both sides of the ball, and then using those, you know, to put game plans together and then watch our guys succeed today. You know, it's funny because then on the other side of the ball, the last few weeks, Travis Etienne has kind of become a bigger household name in terms of being a runner and doing those things. Does it make you shift gears in terms of on offense? Do you maybe run it through Travis and then let Trevor find his way and get his confidence, and then he comes as a compliment? Well, and I think that's to the point, you know, is, is, is understanding, you know, the strength of our players. And, and, and if, you can do, if you can do things through the run game, and maybe that it is ETN or Hasty or, you know, Snoop, obviously, but if we can do things in the run game, that is just going to help your – it helped our play-action pass today, especially in the first half. And um, it, it just opens things up for your quarterback and it kind of calms guys down a little bit. And I think that's a, that's a nice recipe for, you know, obviously a chance to, to, to win. And um, – you know, today I think all three phases had a had a hand in this in this victory. I mean, with the great return, start the second half, and um, just uh, offense goes down. You know, they overcame we overcame a penalty late, you know, deep yeah. in the red zone for yeah. a touchdown and things like that. And then the defense here at the end, you know, finishing, keeping balls in front. I mean, it's just um, you know something that we can really build on. I think as we move forward. Okay, last thing before I let you go, uh, and thinking about building it, the way you had to finish it off, you had to overcome a, a missed field goal, you had to deal with the penalty and all those things. Does that stuff give you more confidence, though, when you do it the hard way and you finally win it? It does. It does. And, and, and again, um, you know, I still think we do things the hard way. 
um, but but that's okay. That's okay because they're they're great moments to teach and great moments to learn from. You know, it was, it was awesome. I you know, two three weeks ago, maybe we don't win that game. You know, maybe something happens late in the fourth quarter and and they go score whatever. But this is a this is kind of a turning point for our guys, I think, and 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 maybe even for the coaches. You know, to to really understand by let's put our guys in position to be successful. Maybe. Maybe we don't have to ask Trevor to do everything. Let's let's lean on all the guys, all the pieces on in you know on offense, and same way on defense. And and um, I think today was a sign of that. It is a sign of that. Let's see if we can get another one next week in Kansas City. Yes, sir. All right, Bucky. Thank you very much with the head coach Doug Peterson just outside the Jaguars locker room. The final score twenty seven twenty. The Jaguars over the Raiders. We'll take a timeout. Plenty more ahead. The highlights. More from Fred Taylor and Mike Dempsey as well. Jags win it. They improved to 3-6 and six with a 27-20 win over the Raiders. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Final score in week nine, Jaguars 27, Raiders 20. Foyer Aluakin and Doug Peterson, part of the locker room report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jaguars. Let's get to the highlights from this game. The Jaguars had some early struggles. The opening Jags possession after a Vegas three and out. Jaguars on offense and moving the ball. They were inside the 30-yard line of the Raiders. To Michael Hasty in the game, and he coughed it up. Now they motion him back and they toss it to the right and that ball's on the ground. They tried to toss the ball to Jamichael Hasty, but it got on the ground and is a fumble at the 29-yard line. And it looks like the Raiders have recovered it. Max Crosby, the play was not really very efficient. Hasty never had it. It's a fumble and the Raiders take over at their own 29-yard line. So that's Frank Frangie on the call. Of course, the ensuing drive, the Raiders get down the field. They had a couple holding calls they overcame, and then Carr hit Devontae Adams for a long score. They send a fifth, fires along the left side. That ball is going to be caught by Devontae Adams for the touchdown. He beat Tyson Campbell, and the Raiders strike first at TIAA Bank Field. Campbell was right on his hip, inside his jersey, as Mike said earlier, basically, and uh, threw it right past his ear, and a fantastic catch by Adams into the end zone. 25-yard score, 7-0. Raiders at that point. Jags go three and out. Raiders had a field goal, 10-0. Jags go three and out again. The Raiders are back on offense. Carr is throwing it all over the field to different guys. And, of course, guess who? Devontae Adams for a second time. They play fake. They fake the reverse. Now look at all kind of time. Throwing deep. Devontae Adams is wide open. There was nobody within 20 feet of him. He walks into the end zone. For the easiest touchdown, he will score all year. Touchdown, Raiders. Did the fake end around and then held the ball on his hip and then waited for him to run open between four defenders, and he was wide open by about 10 yards. 38-yard score, 17-0 Raiders with the lead. But the Jaguars got off the deck late in the second quarter and got down the field. 10 plays, 75 yards, and Travis Etienne from a yard out. High snap, he handles it to give to Etienne. Toward the goal line, touchdown! A one-yard touchdown run. The signal was given touchdown. Now the Raiders are saying he's not in there, but the the line judge on the far side said touchdown. It is a touchdown, extra point good, 17-7. Jaguars trailing at that point. Carlson hit a 38-yard field goal for the Raiders, 20-7, 13-point lead. 
And then the Jaguars, right before the half, got a Riley Patterson field goal of 44 yards to cut the lead down to 10. So a 20-10 halftime lead for the Raiders. On to the second half and the opening kickoff return. Jamal Agnew took it 52 yards and set up the Jaguars on a short field. Nine plays later, it's Christian Kirk for six. Dropping, it's a blitz. Trevor fires right corner, the end zone, caught for the touchdown! Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk for the score! Extra point good, 20-17. to 17. The Jaguars back within three, and then the Jags' defense took over. They forced a punt. Jags' offense back out there, 12 plays, 82 yards. This the go-ahead score. They snap it quickly, they pitch it to the right. This is ATN, inside the five, into the end zone! Touchdown! A touchdown run by Travis ETN, and Jacksonville has taken the lead. Extra point good, 24-20. Jaguars had the lead. The Jags' defense continued. They forced a punt after a nine-play drive. Jaguars, five plays. They had to punt it back to them, starting from their own nine-yard line on that drive. Ended up punting it back. Jags' defense forces a three and out. And then Riley Patterson, after the Jaguars started from their own 18, the Jags get into field goal range. A 41-yarder hit the right upright. No good. The Jaguars still led 24-20 at that point. Jags defense forced a four a, a, a turnover on downs on four plays and got off the field. The Jaguars back on offense, back in field goal range. They give Riley Patterson another opportunity, and he hits a 48-yard field goal. 27-20, Jaguars with the lead. So Vegas had the ball with 103 left from their own 25-yard line. Smoot gets a sack. Got another sack, and then Lloyd recovered a fumble officially as the Raiders started laddering the, lateraling the football a couple times. Jaguars take over, kneel down, final score 27-20 over the Raiders. Up next, the Vice Star final stats. More from Fred Taylor and Mike Dempsey as well. The Jaguars win it 27-20. It's Jaguars post game on the Jaguars radio network. I'm going to go with Dewan Smoot here because we've been looking for the pass rush to step up. Uh, he got the only two sacks of the day, including just about a game-clinching one in that circumstance. How many times have we seen this year when the Jags have been in that uh, circumstance where you know it's third and ten, oh, and he gets it off and it's complete for a first down? No, not today. Uh, Smooter came up with two plays. They were huge plays in the game, and like I said, that last one set up the – uh, the play that never works, the multilateral uh, stuff, uh, which you love to see the other team go into. So I'm going to vote for Smoot. All right. I'm going to go next, and I'm going to make it interesting. I'm going to go with Travis Etienne okay. again. 28 carries. It's a lot. Uh, 109 yards, two touchdowns, short yardage. They didn't mess around near the goal line this time. They overcame a holding call at one point to get in the end zone, uh, in the red zone also. And Travis Etienne, I think, uh, just continues to, to run hard. And they gave him the ball a lot today, a lot in the second half as well when uh, this was a tight game still. And he might have to shoulder the load a lot of this season, just the way it feels right now. He went out of the game at one point, but then came back in and, and finished. So that's my vote today. Uh, Fred Taylor, break the deadlock. Who do you like? Yeah, I got to. Um, Mike stole my guy. After his second sack, I wrote him down here, player of the game in my little notepad. But uh, after doing some more digging, I like what uh, uh, Trevor did today. I, I like how he played, man. He came out there. He showed a lot. He took a lot of nice hits in the pocket. Still got the ball off, made some great throws. 
Um, I don't have his stats right up in front of me. Yeah, 25 um, at 31 for the day, 235 and a touchdown. Right. So and I he ran the ball six times. 15 in the first half and the earlier second ago I called out his second half stats. So he, he found a way to finish strong in the day and help lead his team, made some really solid throws. So uh, my vote goes to uh, Trevor Lawrence. And he also ran six times for 53 yards also. That was right? a nice long run too. Yeah. Where he, put it, he protected the ball. I liked his ball security. On that 124 yard. It's like he's doing running back drills or something. He should. In be. practice. They were letting it go a few weeks ago. They should be doing running back drills. All <laughs> of them. Um, right. Yeah, even the secondary. Those guys are loosey goosey too. Uh, but yeah, Trevor gets my vote. I got to apologize. Before I get sidetracked. If I don't vote for Smoot, I think Fred votes for Smoot. And with the vote and a half, I think Dewan Smoot is your player of the game. That That's how it goes because I was really going to vote. That for is Smoot. how it goes, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Fred's not going to take my guy. Hey, <laughs> we, were, we were summoning people to take me to the airport. My name is on the building, so I, I deserve to have You know point. what? You can do whatever you like. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mike. By vote, Trevor Lawrence is the Jaguars radio network. But it, shouldn't it be that way, though? The quarterback should get all the love, right? Well, he is the quarterback. He, he did play well. He did play if well. If he plays well, well that's what I'm saying. Yes. Sure. Foreshadowing. I hope. I'd get more of these quarterback in this – situation to be the network player of the game. Got to be the guy. Got to be the guy. And he is today, certainly in this program. And if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150, loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jaguars. We're back with the Baptist Health Injury Report. It's Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor, Jags 27, Raiders 20. Jaguars now 3-6. and six. They snapped a five-game losing skid. The Raiders are now 2-6 and six for the season. In time for the Baptist Health Injury Report, Baptist Health changing health care for good. And there were a few names that popped up today. Evan Ingram limped off in the third quarter but came back into the ball game. It was officially ruled a back issue by the team. was questionable, but not long after that was back on the field. Travis Etienne was slow in getting up, kind of limped off in the third quarter late, about four minutes to go. But then he returned to action for the fourth and finished out a great day of work at the running back position. Rayshon Jenkins at about 10.30 to play in the fourth fourth quarter was being evaluated for a concussion and uh, over uh, overall I think those are the only ones that truly popped up today Jamal Agnew was back in the lineup today that was good news he had that 52 yard punt return he missed the last couple weeks with a knee issue so that's good uh, news heading to Arrowhead next week oh yeah Zags have been uh very fortunate this season with the injuries um you know most teams coming in at this point after what week nine yeah you see all types of guys on the inactive list um due to injuries or whatever it may be, but they've been really good. I think Ben Barch is oh, yeah. the only one done for the year, right? Yeah. Left guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, the important thing yeah. today was ETN able to come back in. I mean, yeah, that was look, we know the circumstance. Uh, Jermichael Hasty's not Travis ETN, and, you know, obviously after that early fumble or uh, no matter whose fault that was on the pitch, I uh, only saw a couple more touches after that. So 28 carries for Travis ETN. He handled that workload. I don't think they want to give him – 51 in back-to-back games too often. That's my guess. (laughs) Right. There you have it, the Baptist Health Injury Report and the Jaguars game day radio broadcast is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. 
We're back with a preview of next week. The Jags and the Chiefs coming up. It's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame is presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Fred Taylor. Jags 27, Raiders 20. The Jags are down 3-6. and six. The Raiders are now 2-6. and six. Next week, the Jaguars head to Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what that means. Patrick Mahomes and an outstanding offense and a lot of crowd noise. It's a 1 o'clock Eastern time kick. In Kansas City, Fred, how you feeling? Oh, man, it's probably going to be the toughest game for the team to date. Uh, all of the young players, they have not experienced anything like this. Uh, they'll be two weeks removed from their bye week, meaning the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know what he brings to the table. Their defense is getting better. Um, it's going to be a tough one. No, no way about it. It's going to be a tough one. I, I've always enjoyed playing out there. It is everything they say it is in terms of how loud it is and the fans are rowdy. And that was when they weren't even good. Right. <laughs> they're, they're Super Bowl you know, contender each and every year, uh, if not the Super Bowl champ. So um, certainly be a tough matchup for them. Yeah, it's interesting because the Bills lose to the Jets today, right? Reminding you once again, this is the NFL. Yeah. Anybody can yeah. beat anyone else, right, if, if they put that game plan together. But at the same time, what that game does for Kansas City is they go, oh, that number one seed's back in play all mm-hmm. of a sudden, right? They still have the loss head-to-head with Buffalo, but Buffalo now at 6-2 and two if Kansas City beats Tennessee tonight. A, Jacks pick up a game on every team in the division. Thank you very much. Uh, much needed. And uh, B, they'll be sitting there at 6-2 and two going, you know what, if we win out, we'll take our chances that the Bills will drop one. So that you're going to get their A effort for sure next week. But bring it on, man. It's big boy football. It's the NFL. What it is. Uh, by the way, before we get out of here, the 50-50 raffle for the Jaguars Foundation. The winner is in, and uh, the winning ticket today is 315-534-1055. The uh, entire pool was $39,447, so half of that goes to the winner, $19,723. You can register each week on Jaguars5050.com. You can buy tickets there starting Thursday anywhere in the state of Florida or here at the stadium throughout game day. So you could have basically 20000 What if I offered you um, – <laughs> uh, what if I offered you 20000 Powerball tickets, which are $2 a piece? Oh, wow. $40,000 worth of Powerball tickets for a shot at uh, the $1.9 billion, which you probably won't win anyway, even if you have 400000 of them. I don't know. Wow. It only takes $2. That's all it takes, Fred. Yeah, $2 and $2. a dream. <laughs> True. Um, all right. Well, there you have it. Jaguars and Chiefs. Fred, have a, a great week. Jags win, finally. Jags win, finally. I think it was because they asked me to speak over the intercom in the airport when Did? I was boarding my flight. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What did you say? She was like, you have an amazing, sexy voice. <laughs> Could you speak on the intercom? Wow. And they said... Uh, Boarding group two, and that's what I said. Uh, I would have said uh, your flight is delayed. You had a great chance in that being the truth. So that's what I would have gone with. I don't know. That's all you said? Boarding group two? Yeah, and everybody fainted. Did they really? Yeah. And you got to the front of the line somehow. Yeah, my voice is sexy like that. <laughs> Fred, we'll see. Oh, Fortunato's uh, on the floor now. Look at him. He still, still works. See? 
That's, that's Fred. Talking about. That's Fred Taylor, the Sultry Tones, Mike Dempsey. I'm JP Shadrick. Thank you for listening. Our scoreboard show in Jacksonville is next on 1010XL. Jaguars win it 27 20 over the Raiders on the Jaguars radio network.